Good morning, church. If you have your Bibles, turn to Luke uh, chapter 1. You have notes that have been provided as well this morning, so you can follow along on your notes. I want to welcome all those that are watching online, and glad to see all of you here today. Merry Christmas. I hope you never get tired of saying those words. And I am very intentional for the, uh, for the 30 days of, of, of December. When everyone ever says happy holidays, I always say Merry Christmas. Can we say that together? Merry Christmas. Never be ashamed to declare Merry Christmas to uh, people in our neighborhood and people we encounter. It's a wonderful season. I always look forward to Christmas, uh, Christmas time. And I look forward to um, preaching in the month of December because I love the characters of Christmas. Now, the world has, you know, their cast of, of characters. You got Santa, you got Frosty, you got the Grinch, you got the Scrooge, you got Cindy Lou Who and, and uh, Rudolph, Buddy the Elf, Kris Kringle, and my favorite Christmas character, Clark Griswold. <laughs> I love Christmas Vacation. I'm not, I'm not a movie guy. I think the last movie I saw was... Rocky one. So I don't see a whole lot of movies. But I do love Christmas vacation. Nothing will get you in the Christmas spirit better than watching Christmas vacation. But the world has their cast of characters and so does the Bible. And Clark Griswold is not going to help you in your time of need, but Mary will. And Joseph will. And Zacharias will. The principles that, of the Christmas story and the shepherds and the wise men, those are the kind of lives that I want to look at to help me in my time of need. I mean, uh, 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 the Grinch and the Scrooge and Kris Kringle are going to entertain you, but they're not going to help you. In your time of need, you want to look to people that have weathered the storm, that have endured difficult times, and you can learn from those characters. So uh, last week, Sandra did a great job of talking about hope. And today, my assignment is to talk about peace. And we're going to go to Luke chapter 1, and I'm going to read you a wonderful short story of the encounter that Mary had with the angel Gabriel. And we're going to go to Luke chapter 1 of verse 26. If you're with me, let me hear an amen. amen. And in the sixth month, Elizabeth, pregnant, with, uh, I'm sorry, in the sixth month, Elizabeth, pregnant, God sent Gabriel to Nazareth to a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, I love this, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God, and you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. And then verse 35, And the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will shadow you, so the Holy One will be born, will be called the Son of God. What a beautiful, beautiful story. We're going to talk about, uh, about peace uh, today and how you and I can have 
unexpected peace in unexpected seasons. Back in 1983, Tammy and I got engaged. One of the greatest decisions I've, I've uh, ever made. We dated for seven years, and we were both met at Calvary Assembly where Bruce uh, attended together with us, and we were all at uh, Calvary Assembly. We were volunteers in the high school department, and we uh, started dating for seven years, and then we got engaged on Christmas morning, 1983. I took her up in a hot air balloon on Christmas morning. It was beautiful. And we got up, we went over Central Florida, and right over Lake Killarney, I pulled out the ring, and, 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 and it was fantastic. She said, yes, it's fantastic. I, I, I always kid around sometimes. I always say, uh, uh, whenever, if we ever run into marriage problems, I can tell people that I was high when I asked her to marry me. And it was, it was fantastic. I mean, we just, I mean, you think about when you were engaged and the memories and the love and the, and the fun. I mean, it was just an incredible uh, time for us. When I read this story in Luke chapter 1, I'm thinking Mary's story is completely different than mine. You talk about an unexpected announcement. Here is this young lady. She was engaged. Now, all of you ladies, you know what, what it's like to get that big diamond ring and the engagement and the Facebook post and the, and the Twitters and, and the tweets. and the, the, just, it's, it's an incredible time. And here's Mary engaged, and suddenly an angel shows up unexpectedly and declares to Mary, Mary, you are highly favored. God is with you. And by the way, you're going to be pregnant, and the Father is going to be the Holy Spirit. Talk about a buzzkill. <laughs> it's not the way it's supposed to be. It's not what I signed up for. I just want to be like everybody else. I just want to get engaged. I want to get married. I want to move into a house with a white picket fence, and I want to have two cars and two kids, and I just want to live my life. And, like, you're coming in, and you're messing things up. And on top of all that, you tell me that, that, that I'm going to be pregnant, and the one I love is not even, the Holy Spirit is going to, wow, that is a, a lot to take in. I think sometimes we spiritualize this, but think about if that were to happen to you. It adds a whole new meaning to what took place in, in Luke chapter 1. It was a crazy encounter. And you talk about the unexpected happening. Here Mary had her list of the way she thought things was going to turn out, and it didn't turn out at all the way she planned. Oh, and by the way, she didn't even get to name her son. I don't know about you, but these days, like, couples take it really serious about naming their kids. They got websites, and they got books, and you just, I mean, it's, it's amazing. And then you got the reveal, and you got the, the whole thing. I mean, back in my day, we just, you know, 
thought about it for a couple days and came up with a name. And nowadays it is like serious. She gives birth to a son and she can't even name him. The angel was explicit and you are to name him. You don't have a choice, Mary. You're to name him Jesus. Now, I, I love this story. I think it's beautiful. But I think we need to put some humanity into this story and put ourselves in Mary's shoes. This was traumatic, unexpected, out of nowhere. And yet she responded so beautifully. I hope that when unexpected things happen in your life, that you and I are going to respond the same way. Full of faith. A little troubled. Not fully understanding everything, but yet in the end, coming to a place where you say, okay, God, I, I, I don't understand it. I don't like it. This is not what I signed up for. But I submit. I will do what you call me to do. Unexpected. If you were to think in your life today about things that have happened in your life that were unexpected, all you type A personality people that are here today and you love to plan things out and you like to have it all organized and God does what he does to Mary and he unexpectedly shows up and says, your world is getting ready to get turned around and I hope that you respond by faith. How did you, how do we respond when unexpected things take place in our life. I mean, for me, it was 1,177 days ago. September 14, 2019, when I got a call as I was watching the Florida Gators playing Wake Forest. And in an instant, my life and my family's life and my son's life will forever be changed. Got a call that said he had fallen and been in an accident. We were to come down to Miami immediately. You talk about unexpected. You talk about not having things planned. And, and suddenly, you're thrown into a whole nother world. And we're talking about peace today because I can stand before you today and tell you that 1,177 days ago, our world was rocked, but it was the peace of God, the peace that Gabriel promised Mary. It's the peace of God that was the, the, the one anchor that we could hold on to in the most unexpected of times. And I stand today before you, 1,177 days later, still confident that in our darkest storms, it's the peace of God that gives us the ability to face the unexpected. I hope that when the unexpected takes place in your life, when you get a call from the doctor that you weren't planning to receive a report, when you get a call from your son or your daughter or you get a pink slip from your boss, that you will respond like Mary, full of faith. This is your will, Lord. I will obey and I'll submit. Peace, unexpected peace in unexpected seasons.
Are you with me this morning? Let me hear an amen. Uh, the definition that I want to use today is very important. You understand this. The definition I want to use for peace is I love what Gary said about shalom, powerful. Peace is, is freedom in your mind from fear, distractions, or anxiety. Let me say it again. Peace is freedom. Everyone say freedom. Peace is freedom in your, in your mind. I want you just to touch your, touch your mind just for a moment. Touch your, touch your mind. It's freedom in your mind from fear, distractions, or worry. And what I love what Gabriel said to Mary, he was saying to her, this is unexpected. You didn't plan this. This was not on your calendar. This was not something that you looked forward to or signed up for. But I'm going to give you peace, Mary. I'm going to give you the ability to have freedom that in the midst of all these distractions, in the midst of all this drama, in the midst of all this anxiety, Mary, your mind can be filled with peace. You can be free from distractions, from anxiety, and from worry. And that's the beautiful message of the Christmas story. That's why we look to people like Mary and Joseph and Zechariah and the shepherds and the wise men because they've lived what happens when unexpected things take place and they were able to have victory because of the peace of God. The freedom in your mind not to allow distractions or anxiety or fear to consume you. I think it's interesting, and we, we laugh about this, but you guys know that when I tell a story and we look into God's word, I always give you the meaning of what the, what the cities mean or what the, the names of the people mean. I think it's interesting. If you look here in Luke chapter 1, there's, there's two cities that are mentioned in the Christmas story. The first city is, is Nazareth. That word there means to, to separate. Nazarenes are separates. They, they separate themselves. There's another city that is mentioned it's in, in the town of Galilee, and that word there, Galilee, means, watch this, to walk in circles. Now watch this. Without the peace of God, without the assurance that God is with you, when unexpected things take place in your life, you will end up living like other people, walking in circles. Around and around and around. Do you have any relatives like that? Do you have any people on the job that are living in Galilee and they're walking in circles? They got a lot of energy, a lot of movement. At the end of the day, they're tired, but they're walking in circles. See, God wants you to come to that place where you, he brings you to Nazareth, where he brings you to that place, that city of separation. You're going to be different. 
You're not going to live your life walking in circles continually in fear and drama and toxic relationships. No. God wants to raise up people in Belle Isle Community Church that are going to separate themselves. And the way you separate yourselves from other people who are walking in circles is you tap into the peace of God that's available for you to help you in difficult times. Go on Facebook. Look at all the people walking in circles. They wake up thinking there's going to be different results, but every single day it's the same thing, day after day after day. What I love about Mary was she separated herself. She said, I'm not going to spin my wheels allowing fear and distractions and anxiety to consume me. I'm going to separate myself and I'm going to tap into the power that's available through the power of the Holy Spirit, the peace of God that will give me the ability to face the unexpected and live in victory. And that's what God wants for you today. How many want that? Let me, let me hear an amen. So let me give you real quickly, I've got four points here real quick, and I want to talk to you about what, how you can have peace in unexpected seasons. Number one, the first thing you've got to do, and this is found in verse 26, is you've got to accept God's grace and his presence in unexpected times. Accept his grace and his presence. Now, where do I get that from? I get that from Luke 128. The angel went to her and said, greetings, Mary, you are highly favored. That word there means, highly favored means you have grace. Everyone say grace. Grace is a beautiful gift that God gives us. He gave it to Mary. And when you want to, if you want to have victory in unexpected times, you've got to accept God's grace. But not only God's grace, I want you to notice that he promised God's presence. The Lord is with you. I like that. There's somebody who needs to hear that today. I don't have the answers to the complex problem that you are faced with today, but I can tell you this. Watch this. The angel Gabriel said to Mary, I'm going to give you grace and I'm going to give you God's presence. The Lord is with you. You're not alone. You're not by yourself. God's going to give you the grace you need and his presence. I am grateful for the power of the Holy Spirit that gives us the presence of God to face unexpected issues in our lives. He's with you. There's, there's somebody here today, this is the first Christmas that you are going to celebrate without your husband or without your wife. Maybe there's someone here today, this is going to be the first Christmas that you're going to face without a loved one. It's lonely, painful, it's hard, it's difficult. But God says to you today, just like he said to Mary, I'm going to give you the grace you need and I'm going to give you my presence. The Lord is with you. Now, listen church, this is what I want you to do. God's going to bring someone into your life this Christmas season. See, this is just not, not about me living this. This is about us living this and sharing it with the world. God's going to bring somebody into your life this Christmas season 
And the only thing you have to say to them is, here it is, God's with you. You're not alone. You're not by yourself. You don't have to deal with this and try to figure this thing out. The Lord is with you. And if you will open your eyes and open your heart and ask God to give you sensitivity, he's going to bring somebody into your life this Christmas season that you're going to bless them with a gift. And it's not going to be a gift certificate from Wawa. It is going to be something way more powerful than that. It is going to be the words that Mary needed to hear, the words that I needed to hear, the words that we need to hear. God is with me. And I've got the grace and I've got his presence to fight through this unexpected issue that I'm dealing with and walk in victory. God is how many of you are here today, you know at least one person in your life that needs to hear that message, God is with them? Can I see your hand? I'm going to pray right now that by the power of the Holy Spirit, that God will orchestrate a beautiful divine appointment for you to share that message with that person. The Lord is with you. If you're still with me, let me hear an amen. amen. Number two, you want to have peace in unexpected times. Acknowledge the complexity of God's unexpected message. Oh, I like this. Luke 129. And Mary was greatly troubled. Everyone say troubled. She was troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. Now, that's to put it mildly. I would have been more than troubled if I would have found out that, 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 that my wife-to-be was pregnant by the Holy Spirit. That would take me a few days to get over. I know y'all. Y'all are looking at me all religious and like you got it all together. That'd take me a couple weeks to deal with the fact that she's pregnant and I'm mad. And I'm mad at the Holy Spirit. The complexity in unexpected times. That word there, trouble, she was greatly troubled. That word there means she was alarmed. When was the last time you've been alarmed? And as soon as I looked that up, I saw that word alarmed. I thought, I get alarmed every single morning at 6.45 when my phone goes off. Now, I know you think that I've, Mr., got it all together, and I'm at 6.45 in the morning, I'm not really very happy sometimes. And neither are you until I get my coffee. And then I just sense God's presence in that coffee, and I'm doing good. Alarm. Alarms are meant to wake you. Alarms are meant to shake you. Alarms are meant to pull you, watch this, out of a season of sleep into a new season at a new time. And the Bible says that Mary was greatly troubled. Can I give you permission this morning to do something? And here it is. It's okay for you to be troubled at things that happen sometimes in your life. It's okay to be troubled. And I talked to about 20 people this morning before church started, and every single person said, I said, hey, how you doing? And every single person said, I'm doing great. Everything's fine. I give you permission next time you see me and things are not fine for you to say, Pastor Scott, I'm greatly troubled. 
I think some Christians sometimes, you go around faking it. And you're not honest with yourself. And you'll never get victory until you come to the place where you can say, I am troubled. I don't like this. This is not what I signed up for. There should be times when you open up God's word and you read it and you're like, hmm, that doesn't sit right. It's okay. Mary was troubled. And the issue is when you are troubled, how do you respond and what do you do with it? But it's okay to be troubled. And if you're here today and you're troubled and you're alarmed and you find yourself in an unexpected season, it's okay. Guess what? God is with you. The story of Christmas is that God is with you and you're not alone. It's okay to be troubled. We make things just too, too simple sometimes. Too simple. It's complicated. Sometimes we'll make it too simple. So, I had to put Christmas decorations up this week. There's a, I got World Cup on. There's college football to be watched. And Tammy, you're asking me to crawl up into that attic again and, and risk my life getting those decorations down and then spending the whole day putting them up. Man, you talk about unexpected hardship. I tried something this, this year and it did not work well. Tammy says, I want you to put the lights up. And I thought for myself, just for a second, and I, I, I was stupid enough to say it. I should have just thought it and just kept it to myself. But I thought logic. I'm going to try to be logic this year. And I said to her, honey, there are people in the country of Ukraine <laughs> that, that do not have electricity. I think we should fast. Yeah, I got the same reaction from Tammy that I'm getting from you right now. You've got to be kidding me. And three seconds later, I was out in the front yard putting lights up. One of the decorations that I, I put up and I thought about this was this cute little pillow that says peace. And I thought to myself, wouldn't that be so cute if obtaining peace was that simple? All you got to do is put lights up. All you got to do is put up the trees. All you got to do is hang up the peace pillow and everything's going to be fine. Can I tell you that when I hung up this peace pillow, it was not fine with me because life is not that simple. And I wish it was. Watch this real quick. Gabriel. His name means mighty warrior of God. See, there was a battle that was getting ready to happen in Mary's life. 
And Mary needed to be realistic about how she was feeling. She needed to be fully engaged in the pain and the sorrow and the questions and the trouble that she was faced with. But God sent a warrior. Why? Because there will be times when you are faced with unexpected issues in your life that you have to fight for it. You need an angel. You need a Gabriel. You need a voice that says to you, this is not going to be easy. This is not going to be pretty. This is not going to be cute. And you can put your lights up all you want. That's not going to change the war that's getting ready to happen. And the war is within your heart. The war is within your mind. It's a battle for your mind. And Gabriel spoke to Mary, you can do this. It's complicated. It is difficult. It is complex. It is not fair. But I'm a warrior. And I'm coming to encourage you to fight. You can't just stick a pillow on your door handle that says peace and you're going to suddenly just walk in peace. It's way too complicated than that. And God sends an angel. He sends a Gabriel. He sends a voice that says to you, fight for this. Fight for peace. Fight for that freedom in your mind to be free from distractions and stress and drama and worry and live the life of faith that I've called you to live. And God is sending the voice of Gabriel to us today to challenge us out of Luke chapter 1. Belial Community Church, fight for it. Belial Community Church, it's not going to be easy, but I want you to fight and I want you to obtain the peace so you can be free from all fear, worry, and anxiety, free in your mind. Mary needed a prophetic voice to speak to her because she wanted to run, she wanted to leave, she wanted to quit, she wanted to say, Not me. Pick somebody else. But the Gabriel, the warrior of God, spoke life to her and said, you're not alone. God's with you. You're favored. You've got grace. You can do this. I believe in you. And Mary stood up and lived a life of faith. And that's why we can learn from her life the powerful gifts of living by faith. Can I get an amen? Bruce, if you go to the keyboard. Oh, boy. Three, and then we're going to close here. Number one, you accept God's grace and presence. Number two, acknowledge the complexity of God's unexpected message. Number three, apply God's peace to comfort you in unexpected challenges. Luke chapter 1, verse 30, and the angel said to her, do not be afraid. You know what I'm going to pray today? I want to pray today that the spirit of fear is broken off of us. Do not fear. I've given you the grace. I've given you my presence. I've given you the ability to quit walking in circles. I've given you the power to separate yourselves and to live 
in perfect peace. Do not fear. I don't know what's going to happen next week. You do. But today, I'm going to live in faith. I don't know what it's going to look like when the, the, we, we send out the birth announcement that the father of our child is the Holy Spirit. I don't know how people are going to respond. That's okay. I'm not going to be afraid. I'm not going to be afraid what my friends think. I'm not going to be afraid what the religious leaders think. I'm going to live by faith. Do not be afraid. And then point number four, I'm moving quickly. I'm skipping over just a whole bunch, but hopefully you'll look in your notes. Point number four is if you want to live in victory, allow the Holy Spirit to help you in unexpected ways. Allow the Holy Spirit to help you in unexpected ways. Look what angel said to Mary. The Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. You know who a, a character that's not talked about very much in the Christmas story? It's the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. It's not by might. It's not by power. It's by my spirit, says the Lord. And how do you get victory in your life when unexpected things happen? You do it by the power of the Holy Spirit. God, come on me. Overshadow me. Let people see you and not me. Help me to deal with this. And the power of the Holy Spirit will give you the ability to walk in perfect peace and keep your mind free from distractions, worry, and anxiety. Would you stand up across the auditorium and those watching online? I don't know all the complexities that are happening in your life today. I don't know what's keeping you up at night. You know, there's, a, there's an old song we sang during Christmas. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And, and I mean, I do believe that. But like, nothing really changes. It's like you're depressed or you're lonely, or you're fearful. You, we need the power of the Holy Spirit to help us to face with those unexpected things that are going to come into our lives. And only the Holy Spirit can do that. He can be our comforter. He can be our guide. He can be our helper. God wants to do that for you today. Whatever unexpected thing you are faced with today. Somebody here today is going through a divorce. I pray the power of the Holy Spirit will give you the ability to be strong. Some of you just found out a family member sick with cancer. You're distraught. I pray the power of the Holy Spirit will come on you and give you the ability to separate yourself and live in victory. The businessman, is, your, your business is going under if, if not for a miracle from God. I pray for the power of the Holy Spirit to help you and to comfort you and give you the ability to separate yourself and walk with perfect peace 
that's available through the power of the Holy Spirit.